to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about gold, glory, and the Word of God. Gold is the glory. And our faith, though it be tried as by fire, though it can come forth as pure gold to the glory of God. But we see both Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and abomination of the earth, is clothed with that gold also. And so is the true tabernacle of God, the people of God in the glory, both having gold. When we take a look at the attire of the woman, the mystery Babylon, it takes a person, a believer, to go deep in the leading of the Holy Ghost to discern the difference, what is true and what is false. Many false prophets are entered into the world. Now we know we try the spirits by 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. Because many false prophets are entered into the world, therefore we are to try the spirits to see whether they are of God or not. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now that is come is a present imperfect tense. It means it's presently still in operation. Imperfect means it hasn't been perfected yet. It's still happening. Jesus Christ, there is the Spirit. And Jesus is the name of the Son of God, which is the name of the Father. And of all that God is. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. We must believe on the name of the Son of God. Not Jehovah Junior. Not a spirit second person of the Godhead. But Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, Christ, is come in the flesh, building the house of David. And David speaks of Jesus Christ after the seed of David according to the flesh. In the book of Acts, we see that there was a dissension in the body, whether or not the Gentiles must be circumcised in order to be saved in the keeping of the natural law. We find this happening at Antioch. And there was a great disturbance there in the church. And these false brethren had came up and with this doctrine thing, except that Gentiles be circumcised, they cannot be saved. They had a meeting there at the church of Jerusalem, James being the pastor. And there Peter takes the pulpit. And then he tells what the Lord has done by his hand for the Gentiles. Speaking of the house of Cornelius. Then Paul takes it. And after Peter and talks about how salvation by his hand was brought to the Gentiles. Then James takes it and gives his counsel on it as well. And the whole church agrees on it. And at that point, that no other burden would be put upon them of things strangled and from blood and from things offered to idols. And that was it. No other burden they would put on them. The judgment there was set. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose up on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And it was through the Holy Ghost. The leading of the Spirit of God, the Christ in them, that led them into that truth. And there will be many cross worlds, many different things that will come in the body of Christ in the latter days, these days, that was and will be discerned and must be discerned by the Holy Ghost. No person can sit by there in the intellect. 
with an intellectual mind, with an ideology, and think that this is the answer to all questions that will come up in the body of Christ. And that's the reason that when John 20, verse 22, stated that when Jesus breathed on the disciples, he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they remitted. Whosoever sins you retained, they are retained. Now, that breath, that pneuma, is that Spirit of Christ. And on the day of Pentecost, they received that. They saw the Son of Man coming in his glory. It's the leading of the Holy Ghost that gives us this discernment. Not the will of man nor the will of the flesh. Not certainly some seminary or Bible college. It's through the experience in the Holy Ghost. We see in Revelation 17 about the scarlet-colored beast. When we take a look at the scarlet-colored beast, scarlet-colored, yes, and uh, that great red dragon in heaven. In Revelation 12, I saw another wonder in heaven, a great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and ten crowns upon, uh, seven crowns upon his head. Now, both red and scarlet, we see there in the second horse, in the horseman in Revelation 6. And on that red horse, the rider, and there was given him a sword to take peace from the earth. Now, this is the proclamation of the word of God going forth as a flying roll over all the earth. And as we see in Zechariah 5, those that lie and bear false witness will be caught off by that flying roll. But there's at the same time, the very same time, there is uh, two women that pick up the ephah with a talon of lead and bear it into the base of it in Shinar, Babylon. It's happening at the same time. We see that in Revelation 17, that this woman rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. The beast that many have wondered, what is the number of the beast, the number of a man? And here's the mind that hath wisdom, let him count the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man. And his number is, he did not write 600, threescore, and six. John wrote key, Z, stigma. Key, Christ, C-H-I. Key is Christ, the Spirit. Is come in the flesh would be key, stigma. Stigma being six, which originally was the number of man, or flesh. Therefore, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is key, stigma, 606. But we find in the plains of Dura, in Daniel, the third chapter, that after the dream was given and the interpretation of it to Nebuchadnezzar, that, that Daniel had given to him, and this secret was revealed to the king, what would befall the people in the last days. And he was his head of gold. And he goes on with the breast of silver and arms of silver, loins of brass, and then legs of uh, uh, iron and feet of iron and miry clay, 
making one man, or the synagogue of Satan. This is the number of the man. The man is a conglomerate in a corporate body of Satan. Those that are not in God, therefore, are in automatically by default that man. That's the reason why we must be born again. To do nothing is to be in default and not accept the grace that has been given to us in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness, whereby we might be saved and must be saved by being born of the water and spirit, not stopping there, but then growing up into Jesus and all things through the different process, the process of growth. You go from newborn babes to little children to young men to fathers. And we see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Now, in discerning that in the last days, how do we know with all that is claimed to be the glory of God, how do we know what is true? Because we see that in the word of God, in Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. They cast out devils. They drink any dead thing and won't hurt them. And uh, there that uh, take up serpents and will, will not hurt them. They lay hands on the sick shall recover. For those signs, uh, miracles, divers, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost confirming God's uh, word. And how be it, God is the one sending strong delusion that those that, that had pleasure in unrighteousness would be deceived. We see that in Second Thessalonians the second chapter. And he talks about the coming of the Lord and our gathering together unto him, the rapture, that that day won't come until there come a falling away first. Well, the falling away is simply falling away from the faith. We see that in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, given heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils having the conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and abstaining from meats, which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That in the seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, progressively changes the word of God to where the tradition of the elders has made the word of God an effect. And notice it says the elders. A little leaven, leaveneth a whole lot. So straight is the gate and there the way that leadeth alive that Paul stated in Hebrews 4, take heed lest a promise, a singular promise, slip any of you that you should seem to come short of entering into his rest for there remaineth the rest to the people of God. Now, of course, they say if Jesus had given the rest, that really is Joshua, Yeshurun, had given him rest, he would not have spoken of another day. But we also see that Jesus spoke of another day. The time is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, those that hear shall live. To the church, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. It requires obedience on our part. The Lord is knocking. But we have to hear the voice and in being in a position to hear that voice, not with the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches that choke the word and become unfruitful, 
but in a position where we're seeking God diligently. And then we must obey and open the door. We must receive the things that God has for us in present truth. Not something that was a grow that was a truth some 2,000 years ago, but it has progressed from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And we must be walking in the light as Jesus, as he is in the light. He is that only begotten God Almighty. He's the only begotten Son. He's the only begotten One, Yaqib. Never be another. He is God manifest in the flesh. But to discern the difference in the last days, in the latter days, Paul stated there in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, that falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. Well, that means that we're not raptured out yet. We're still here. Of course we are. And Jesus said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. And it's certainly not the end of the world yet, Matthew 28, 19. Well, what is that? Well, the man of sin, the son of perdition, be revealed, who opposeth all that is God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God, setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The devil believes he's God, can overthrow God. And in that temple is not Iron. It's a naos. It's a spiritual temple. Just as Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. They said 40 and six years were they in building this temple and you're going to build it up in three days. But Jesus spake of the temple of his body, not Iron, but naos, spiritual temple, which temple we are, the body of Christ. Therefore, the devil setteth in the temple of God. We see that in Pergamos. We see that in the church, that third church mentioned in Revelation, the second chapter, Pergamos, where Satan's seat is and where Satan dwelleth. And we see at the very same time of Satan dwelling in this church where his seat is. Now, we're seated together in heavenly places. But the devil is trying to get into the church here in the local assembly in the earth. And we see at the very same time that there at the church in Pergamos, that those that are obedient will get to eat of the hidden manna. At the very same time that Satan's seat is in this church where Satan dwelleth. And a white stone is given with a new name written in it that only he knows that receives it. Higher revelation of the word of God. And it's not to general everyone. It is to him that receives it. We're not going to receive a mark. We receive the truth. And that's charity. The final ring there of going up the ladder, so to speak, is we start off with faith. But then we add to our faith virtue. Being true with God, truthful, a virtuous woman, honest with God. Then we add to virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. We don't stop there. Then to add to our knowledge, temperance. Those that strive strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things, all things of God. Then add to our temperance, patience. Well, let patience ever Perfect work that you have, uh, after you have done the will of God, you have need of patience that you receive a full reward. And still, that's not it. 
tribulation work with patience. Patience work with experience. That experience that we have our senses exercised thereby is earned both good from evil. Wean from the milk. But it's not there. We just go on. Add to your patience. Godliness. That's the God life. Not because of anything we've done. Because of righteousness. God was manifest in the flesh. He is God. He he proceeded from God. Same spirit came into the world. Jesus said, I'm a father one. Same spirit. But now the spirit is manifest. No man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. It's God manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Because of his work, what he did. And now imputed to us for righteousness through faith. In obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, being led of the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God that we obtain all the way from righteousness unto holiness, without which man shall no man shall see the Lord. That holiness is partakers of his divine nature through these exceedingly great and precious promises that we might be made partakers of his divine nature and escaping the corruption of the world through lust, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. The world passes away and the lust thereof, but whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. We have to do the will of God. And that will of God is not only a general, but a specific will of God for each individual member, members in particular. And it's given to each member the measure of faith, a good measure of faith. Whatever's God called you to do, he has given you and me the measure of faith in order to accomplish that being in God, that testimony in God, that witness in our Lord Jesus. There to understand and have being able to discern that in the last days, we have to understand that God himself is going to send strong delusion. And God is love, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. However, Paul states in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, that that devil sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, and at the same time, his seat dwelling at Pergamos, and at the very same time, the people of God, the saints of God, the church of the living God, is eating the hidden manna at the very same time. Not only that, they receive a white stone wherein is a new name written. A new name, it's a new wine, It's that, and we made ourselves new wineskins. That requires us to go on much higher than Pentecost. At that same time, it says, And then shall that wicked be revealed who opposes all that is God, or that is worship, so that he is God, set it in the temple of God, joining himself that he is God. Uh, Paul said, only now, when I was with you, I told you these things. I warned you of this. Then he goes on and said, only he who now let it restrains, will let or restrain until he be taken out of the way. That is not the Holy Ghost, that's civil government. And the governments of men that is in the earth following the natural laws and, and those that bear not the sword in vain, that all the powers that be are ordained of God. 
but then it'll be a total anarchy. It'll be chaos. And the devil will think at that time, he will come in and by peace shall destroy many, and many will follow his pernicious ways. And at that time, we find that God himself then strong delusion. Paul stated that. So that all that had pleasure in unrighteousness, they did not understand the revelation of Jesus Christ. They did not have the truth. They didn't have the real Jesus. They had a denominal Jesus. They went to church. They tithed of all that they possessed, fast twice a week, but yet did not have the truth. A mistaken identity. We see that in Matthew 7. When Jesus said, not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in the kingdom of heaven because they did not do the will of God. Didn't do the will of God in somebody that I didn't know we're supposed to and had to do in obedience, the will of God. Yes, every individual in the body of Christ must do the individual will of God in that particular call and make your calling and election sure. Steadfast. At that point, Jesus stated, because you didn't do the will of God, I never knew you. They will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. Yet Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for, I, for there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, iniquity is lawlessness. And many are led of the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Well, we have to be led of the Spirit of God. And to do that, we have to be attuned and walk in the light as Jesus is in the light and obey it under righteousness, under holiness. There, Paul goes on and says, because they had pleasure in unrighteousness, God shall send strong delusion. Watch it with all signs, miracles, and lying wonders. That is the strong delusion that they will be deceived who had pleasure in unrighteousness. Signs, miracles. They will do signs and miracles and lying wonders. How do you know the truth? All, both all the synagogue of Satan as well as uh, God's people claiming the miracles. But these miracles are science miracles and lying wonders that the Antichrist will do. Show great signs at that time and call fire to call down, fire down from heaven. Just as Elijah did on the Lord there on Mount Carmel. And shall deceive many. How do you know what is the right? There's a judgment of God. And uh, he's going to sweep away the besom of lies with judgment laid to the lion and righteousness to the plummet. It has surprised the, the hypocrite. Had no idea. This is the overflowing scourge that will pass through all the land. It's a consumption decreed upon all the inhabitants of the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. This consumption decreed, the consuming fire, if that goes through the land, 
will overturn many, but will bring in everlasting righteousness, everlasting holiness. The ones that know their God will be strong and do exploits. It is very critical to know them that labor amongst us, the church. In Babylon, we see that she has gold also. That is the glory there that God, through faith, will allow her to have. Not only does she have gold, but she's arrayed with precious stones that it looks like the church. We find that the woman riding upon that scarlet-colored beast, and that's that red dragon in Revelation 12, the scarlet-colored beast, which is uh, that number of a man, which is a key Z stigma. He, Christ, the Spirit of God, Z, XI, is 60. Numerical value of 60 in the Greek and the numerical value, which is uh, withstands or is not. That is, it stands against Christ. It's in lieu of Christ. Key Z stigma. Stigma is flesh. It's man, the number of man. Well, key Z stigma, Christ, Jesus, is not come in the flesh. And that Z, number 60, is rebellion. And it is written in Greek as a posing snake ready to strike. And it withstands that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And that because they do not know that the Spirit of the Father is in you, the body of Christ. They will think to overturn you. We see that in John 16. Jesus said, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. The time comes they're going to lift you up out of the synagogues, out of the churches. The time comes that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. These things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus is the Father. He is the Jesus Christ that has come in the flesh. We see there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Christ is the Father. Christ is the Son. In 1 John 5, 20, the Holy Ghost, the Son of God, has come and given us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in the Son of God. This is a true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. The Son of God is the Father revealed, is Jehovah, is the Lord, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. There's not another. We see that in 1 Timothy 6.15. Jesus is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, the almighty God. But because they do not know that, and in a Trinity doctrine, binary, or even oneness, that they do not give uh, the glory of God to the man Christ Jesus, they will do these things. And especially against the body of Christ that's preaching the true, real Jesus. The Jesus only doctrine of Christ. That there is only one. The Holy One of Israel. There we see, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, the man, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. 
the man is God. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. That's righteousness in John 16. Jesus said, I proceeded from the Father, came into the world. Then I go back to the Father. And his spirit was made flesh, death, burial, and resurrection, and then went back glorified by the Father's own self, sat down with the Father in his throne. You'll see that in John 17, 5. You'll see it in Revelation 3, 21. Not beside the throne, not around the throne, but set down in the throne of the Father. He is the Father of glory. There's only one throne in heaven. Jesus is that God. Jesus Christ, the man, is that Lord and Christ. The same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. All power in heaven and earth given to him, Matthew 28, 18. Well, because they don't know that doctrine, that's where the problem comes in. They do not know how to discern this scarlet-colored beast, which is Jesus Christ, is not coming to flesh. Keys stigma, 600, three score and six. And because of that, they will be deceived. Because of the lying wonders, signs and miracles. And God himself sent them the strong delusion they'd all be damned, who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's very, very serious. It is a very profound truth that we must be in Jesus, sealed with him, in all truth to stand in the last days. Notice that when we take a look, the woman, what she clothed with. Well, it means to been baptized into Christ. They put on Christ. Our clothes, our garment, our wedding garment is Christ. But this woman, we see she rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. Her doctrine of Christ is that of a trinity, is that of a binary, tunis, or a oneness doctrine where the man is not God, but has God in him, and he's standing at the right hand of God, not realizing the Lord Jesus is that spirit, and the right hand of God is where we, the body of Christ, has a prayer place prepared for us in the four and twenty seats and the four and twenty elders in heaven, along with the four beasts, those cherubim of glory, which are the living creatures, which are the redeemed, the body of Christ. They look at it altogether differently. Notice that with this woman, how do you discern her? She said, I said, a queen, I am no widow, and I'll see no sorrow. I'll have no birth pains. I said, a queen, I am no widow. He's married to Jesus. I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no tribulation, no persecution. God said, I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say there'll be no evil. Shall prevent or nor overtake us. Amos 9.10. God said that is an essential for salvation. We must know the truth in all things, lest a singular promise slip any of us. We seem to come short of entering into his rest. We see the woman that rides upon that scarlet colored beast is a false doctrine of Christ. She doesn't have the real doctrine of Christ in the truth. And she goes and we see the clothing that the mystery of Babylon has. And we see the woman was arrayed in purple. This is Revelation 17, verse 4. And scarlet color, decked with gold, looks like glory. And precious stones. We see the stones of the breastplate of judgment there. And pearls. Having a golden cup in her hand, saying that's the glory. The gold is always the glory. 
But instead of the cup of sufferings that Jesus said, if I must drink of this cup, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Talking about the cross. He refuses the cross. I will not suffer. I don't have to mortify the deeds of my flesh. I've asked Jesus to come to my heart, and that's it. There's nothing else. Or, I've said the sinner's prayer, and there's nothing else. I don't have to crucify the flesh with the affections of the lusts, coming up to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. That is, to her, a doctrine of works. And she'll have none of it. And she says, I said a queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow. I'll have none of those birth pangs. I'm not going to have a cross in my life. And then Jesus says, stated that any man come after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, and come and follow me. Well, what's a cross for? Crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. That's the Holy Ghost's job to lead us and guide us into all truth. And mortifying the deeds of the flesh, and if we do that, we will live. It's called sanctification. As something's been dropped out of the church, you just say you're saved, say the sinner's prayer, and that's it. No sanctification, no crucifying the flesh, no growing up into Jesus and all things, not going up through the word of God, escaping the corruption of the world through lust, being made partaker of his divine nature, being just like Jesus. That's a, a doctrine that is alien to them. Well, that's because that's the spirit she has. She rides upon that scarlet-colored beast that Jesus Christ has not come into flesh, that he is not the Spirit of God. The Lord is that Spirit. And they say, no, he's the Lord Jr. But we know Jesus is the Lord, and the Lord is that Spirit. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. Well, we find that the woman, she's arrayed in purple scarlet, decked with gold, precious stones, and pearls, having a golden cup. Not a cup of suffering, but a golden cup. All that, all that their soul lusts after, they can have it. It's a prosperity gospel. All that thy soul lusts after, you can have. And the merchants of this earth are made rich by the abundance of our delicacies. And in that hand, in that cup, is full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Notice she cannot wear the blue. Scarlet, purple, yes. Scarlet, she'll say that Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood, scarlet. Purple, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. But no blue. Why can't she wear the blue? Because she will never confess that Jesus Christ, the man, is the father of glory. And because of that, God will do a work in the last days that the whole inside of the holy, most holy place, the holiest of all, is overlaid with gold, but it's the walls of cedar that's overlaid with gold. But inside that most holy place and the holiest of all, on the walls, we have in 1 Kings 6 an engraving of an engraver. That's the ceiling. And it's an engraving of an engraver with an engraving of a signet or a sign or a seal. And that is cherubim. Engraving of the wall and the cedar work. 
It's a seed of work. And have we done it? Have we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? Are we the living creatures of Zoe, those Zoe in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, has come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? With a lion, man, calf, and eagle. Having the same four faces of Jesus. In Jesus, the lion, man, ox, and eagle. There in Matthew, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Mark, he is a perfect man. Luke, he's a suffering servant. The ox in John, he is that eagle. But we all have the same face. In Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, these are the cherubim of glory, have the appearance of a man. That man is Christ Jesus. Because Ezekiel saw visions of God coming out of the fire, one as an appearance of a man. That's the body of Christ. That the cherubim of glory and the spirit of living creatures is in the wheels. Now, we'll go into depth in that and what it means in the work of the ministry in the last days. But suffice it now that we understand that the, the Babylon false church will copy and emulate everything that Jesus does, but she will never confess him as the father. She can't wear the blue. She doesn't wear the blue. She rides upon that scarlet-colored beast. She'll never have the revelation of Jesus that he is the only true God in eternal life, and there's not another. Before him, there was no God for him, neither shall be after him. He's it. He is God manifest in the flesh. There's not another. She will not confess that. We'll see that she has that gold, and she's decked with that gold, claiming the glory of God. However, it's a golden cup. There's no cup of sufferings. It's a golden cup. It's all that the soul lusts after. So God will do a work to that wall which has in the holiest of all the engraving of an engraver of a signet. Those that are sealed will have on the walls of their heart the word of God, which is that revelation of Jesus Christ, coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus, and the cherubim, the living creatures. They have engraved on that cedar work, Zephaniah 2, 1 Kings 6, the engravings of an engraver of a signet of a cherubim upon the wall. But that's not all. The engraving of an engraver of a palm tree. It lets us know it's not Pentecost. Pentecost won't get you there. It is a stealth, yes, but it's not. It's an embryonic church. It's not the full-grown church that has come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And that is the palm tree. So now we have cherubim, lion, man, ox, and eagle in the face of Jesus, the same glory. God has shown his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels at the excellency of the power Excellency of the power might be of God, not of herself. And that is where we are in that same image of Jesus. That's the cherubim. The Lord is that spirit. We realize that. The Lord Jesus is that spirit. There's only one spirit of God. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We are in that perfect law of liberty. And we all with open face beholding is in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. The very same image of Jesus from glory to glory. Not seen through a glass darkly as in Pentecost, but full glory. Coming unto from godliness to brotherly kindness to charity. 
which is the bond of perfectness, the guarantee of perfectness, perfectness, and charity will cover a multitude of sins of those uh, that rejoice in the truth. For charity rejoices in the truth. Paul spoke about it. He said, when I was a child, spake as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's a higher level of glory. It's a higher level of revelation in the faith, which is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen, earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show his show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Sent and signified it, signed it, sealed it by his angel unto John. Well, so that wall is uh, as we have the cherubim, those have the same glory of Jesus on their heart. And in the heart, there's also the palm trees. That engraving of an, of an engraver of a palm tree. And then an open flower, the fruit harvest. Not Pentecostal harvest of the corn harvest being uh, wheat and barley, but the fruit harvest of bowl and wine. And we see open flowers there. Well, now we see that that is then, after it's already been engraved, it's covered with gold, overlaid with gold. Wayne's got it with gold. How did, when judgment's laid to the land and righteousness to the plummet, God's going to uncover the cedar work. All that we've worked in there through grace, by faith, which grace reigned through righteousness, which compelled us to be obedient unto righteousness, unto holiness. And those that have done so will have that etching or engraving or that sealing upon the wall of their heart. The ones that do not will say that Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh. It's not necessary. We don't have to come to the measure of stature. We're already saved. We said a queen, we are no widow, and we'll see no sorrow. That's a golden cup, not a cup of sufferings, but a golden cup of all the abominations of the earth. And what, what is an abomination? Whatsoever is highly regarded with man is abomination in the sight of God. It's the lust of the world, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, all of the world, and all that thy soul lusted after, she says you can have. It's prosperity church. But they will not make it. It's a very hard, it's a very severe thing. It's a severe judgment of God. You either come into God all the way, gather, scatter, far against, or will you do not enter into the kingdom of heaven? We can't gain entrance. So strive to enter in the straight gate, stairs the gate, and there is a way that leadeth to life. You there be to find it. Wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. Many there be that go in thereat. Jesus stated that. This judgment that God will do in the last days, in his work, his strange work, and bringing to pass his strange acts, judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, to reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ, revealing him as the only true God in eternal life, will uncover the cedar work. You'll see that in Zephaniah 2. And as you read that in verse 24, 
20 through 24. You'll see all kinds of work there and envies, murders, drunkenness, and everything there. But he sets there that I will uncover that cedar work in Zephaniah 2. You'll see verse, uh, as I guess we'll take a look at it, at um, uh, verse, verse 10. This shall they leave for their pride because they have reproached and magnified themselves against the people of the Lord of hosts. Watch it. The Lord will be terrible unto them, for he will famish or destroy all the gods of the earth, just like he did in Egypt. Judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet, and all that is against God that's not for him will be torn down. The Lord has promised yet once more he will not shake the earth only as he did with the exodus of Israel from Egypt. He said, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Every man-made doctrine, every man-made lust of the eyes, pride of the life, and the lust of the world will pass away. Then those, seeing that those things that cannot be shaken may remain, seeing that we are a tree planted by the water, we cannot be moved. Those are the ones that remain. That's a remnant of our seed that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those are the body of Christ that have been sealed in Revelation 7 with on the, the heart, on their heart inside spirit will have written in their heart the work of God in cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid with gold. But then God will uncover the cedar work. All the gold and glory that uh, Babylon thought she had will be removed. And the cedar work will be manifest. All that's in the heart will be wide open for all to see in that day and proclaim through the judgment of God, and all shall see it. We must be sealed. He goes on and says he's going to famish all the gods of the earth. Seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire, but the consumption decreed will overflow in righteousness. It won't destroy all of mankind, for God will set up his millennial kingdom and the kingdom age. And he says, and men shall worship him, him alone, not them, him, Jesus only, everyone from his place, even all the isles of the heathen, everyone left in the land will know him from the least to the greatest. The Ethiopians also shall be also slain by the sword. Jesus stated that sword. He said, you think I come to send peace on earth, but rather a sword. Here is the sword. And he will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria. O Assyrian, the rod, and the rod of mine anger, God said, and the staff in their hand is my indignation. The Assyrian, as Isaiah 10, 5, that's the northern army. And will make Nineveh desolation and dry like a wilderness. And flocks shall lie down in the midst of her, all the beasts of the nations. Both the cormorant, the bittern, the lodge, and the upper littles of it their voice shall sing in the windows. 
Desolation shall be in the thresholds. Why, that that is coming will be poured out upon the desolate. For he shall uncover the cedar work. The cedar work is upon the heart and uh, uh, the doorpost of your heart. God said he would write his laws in your heart. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the cedar work. There should be engraved in there and a work of an engraver, which is the ceiling, cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. If it's not there, then when he uncovers that cedar work, we will come short. There's more to come. If this is bore witness with your spirit, the Holy Ghost bearing with your spirit, we'd love to hear from you. We know that it uh, goes into the depth of the word of God, that God's doing it now and revealing the truth, not partial truth, but all truth. We love to hear from you. Information's on the screen. You can call, write. We love to hear from you. Again, God's going to uncover the seed of work. Gold in Babylon, the gold in the glory of the church. God's going to uncover it. And what is left will be the seed of work. What you have done in your priest chambers and what you have built in faith, not of your own works, but through faith and the leading of the Holy Ghost, providing for yourselves in your faith, providing for yourselves uh, these things in faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. When we have and understand that grace reigns through righteousness, not just grace alone, Romans 5, grace reigns through righteousness, and that requires the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is he working through us, not ourselves. But the obedience is required for us to obtain that righteousness. And we see that in Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members of service to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, that's carnal minds, or of obedience unto righteousness, the choice is ours. That righteousness goes on to holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Protectors of his divine nature, no one else is going in. We're in the last of the last days where he's looking for perfect work, works that accompany salvation. These are faith with our works. Show me your faith without your works, I'll show you my faith by my works. That's the reason why we must provide for ourselves the priest chambers. Enter thou into thy chambers the people of God, until the indignation be overpassed. And my anger, God says, ends in their destruction, not our destruction in the body of Christ, but their destruction, the unbelievers. The point that we're making is it is now for us to prepare to meet our God that we must have the engraving of an engraver on those walls of our heart cherubim, palm trees, open flowers. That is the word of God. These exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust and may partake of his divine nature simply through obedience. Well, the Lord bless you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.